All right, everybody. This is Peter Morant reporting live from Daily Sound. It's been five days since I last record. How's everybody doing? Um, tonight I'm going to talk about growing up, growing up in, growing up in Haiti. Up until I was seven years old, that's when I came to the U.S. I'm 23 now. I'll be 24 in November, November 9th. So, yeah, I've been in this country for a little while. All right. Um, I think it's been like 17 years. Yeah, around, yeah, around like, yeah, 17 years I've been in this country. So, um, let's see. A little bit about myself. Where can I start? Um... Growing up in Haiti was, it was different. Looking back now and um, seeing all the, um, you know, all the things that I witnessed growing up in Haiti. Um, I witnessed dead bodies at a very young age. I've witnessed... Um, a guy taking a machete to the head and a tire being put around his body and burnt. I've seen swollen dead bodies in the middle of the street in the city as my mother takes me to school in the morning. I was very young, so those things did not affect me. Even, even seeing them, I don't know, for some reason, it's like physical trauma. Like, when I, if I witness something that's like truly hardcore physical trauma like bad bad it doesn't necessarily left leave me with like traumas and shit like that with like jitties jigs and like it doesn't leave me with a bad bad experience the only thing that really leaves me with bad experience is emotional scarrings really like that so it's kind of like when i was growing up in haiti um i remember I used to always get my ass whooped when I was in Haiti, like, being a kid, because I was always getting in trouble. I was, like, around when I was seven, yo, I was always going up to people's rooftops to fly kites. I remember, wow, I remember climbing tall structures. Like, looking back now, the shit that I used to climb on, even though I'm terrified of, like, height, Looking back now, I would not dare even attempt to climb those shit. Um, my cousin in Haiti used to live right next to me, right in front of me. Um, our houses was the two biggest houses in the neighborhood. Hers was a little bigger, but our houses was the two biggest houses in the neighborhood. And um, honestly... I used to always go on top of their roof to fly kites, and my mom would go asking the neighbors, have they seen me, this and that, and I would always get my ass whooped. <laughs> I would always get my ass whooped for doing that shit. But um, overall, my experience growing up in Haiti was great, honestly, due to the fact that I was so young, and there were so many things that I did not understand. It didn't really affect me like that because I didn't know what I was seeing. Like the dead bodies and stuff like that. I didn't know. It didn't really have any effect on me because I was too young to understand at the time. 
But um, when I one day I was home, you know, and my mom received a phone call, and you know, I believe at the time if it was my auntie or her daughter, she was already in her thirties at the time. Um, maybe late 20s at the time when I first came to the U.S. But um, I believe they got a phone call from one of them. And then out of nowhere, I found myself in a car heading somewhere. And then I came across the airport. That was my very first time at the airport in Haiti. I didn't know why I was there. Nobody explained to me why I was, why I was there. All I knew is that I was leaving. And that's it. So, they put me on the plane. I got on the plane. And... <laughs> they gave me some aspirin. Because I... I don't know. I've always had problems sleeping. I don't know. I think it became worse as I grew up. But they gave me some aspirin and I passed out on the plane. Um, when I woke up... I had some people greet me at the airport. It was my first time seeing my cousin, my, my and my other cousin Arrow, and they brought me to you know to our, to their apartment in Florida. You know what's funny about the apartment in Florida? The very first apartment I came, um, I lived in, was Indian Hills. Yeah, my first the first apartment I lived in it was Indian Hills, and I lived on the second floor. I don't remember that shit like it was yesterday. I don't remember the exact apartment and everything. And I remember we used to have a friend called Patrick. Oh, well, it was really Arrow's friend that used to go over there. He used to play his PS, PS, um, PlayStation. Um, those times were simple, like I said, because I was very young. I didn't, I didn't really understand much. So, a lot of time, you know. A lot of time, I would, you know, witness something and I wouldn't understand it. Um, but as I, you know, continue growing up, you know, I I started to lose the the little things that was instilled in me from Haiti. Because you know, I was like I said, I was I came here at a very young age, and um, I believe I I lost my innocence in a way. I mean, I was young, I was getting in trouble, but I wasn't getting in trouble for shit that you know, like teenagers get in trouble for. Like I wasn't doing any bad stuff. I was just you know a stubborn. I was just a very stubborn kid. Who likes to fly kites? <laughs> I remember we used to make these kites in Haiti. They used to use um, broomsticks. We're talking about kites that's like five feet wide and five feet high, like in height. And they used to have, there's this buff ass dude that used to fly it, but he used to have both hands pulling it because the air, when you're flying kites, the air was so powerful due to the kite being so big, you know, that. It requires a lot of strength. But, um, 
Yeah, man. I used to love flying kites. I haven't flew kites in 17 years. There's those little things that I miss doing that I'm trying to, you know, get in tune with myself again. But I feel like it's harder these days to get, you know, back in tune with myself because there's just so many distractions and the, you know, it's kind of like I've developed this pride. I call the Saiyan pride, like Vegeta. I've developed this pride and it's a gift and a curse because sometimes I feel myself, I feel, sometimes I catch myself, you know, being so prideful unnecessarily prideful where I would ignore something or someone because of that and honestly I'm trying to change those little qualities about myself trying to be less prideful because I feel like in the long run it might be a liability instead of an asset or at least I need to learn to control that and use it at the right moment um other than that, growing up in Haiti was kind of... Growing up in Haiti was fun. I had a lot of friends. Well, I didn't have a lot of friends. I had one friend, really. I haven't heard from him in years. Well, he haven't heard from me in years, I should say. I'm not going to make it seem like it's his fault. But he haven't heard from me in years. And um, I need... It damaged me, man. It's kind of like... Now, everybody I meet, I'm kind of like on the defensive because I always feel like that person is just going to do me dirty or not understand me and leave me, you know, you know, just leave me hanging. The thing, the thing about myself is that I hate people because I love people so much. I don't know if you can understand that, like... I hate people, but only because I love them so much. For example, like, everybody has been in a situation where someone would do something to them and they could either choose to ignore that person or just confront that person. And Well, most people, if a stranger do something to them, if it's not something that's like, you know, that's gonna affect their life, really. Most people would just kind of keep it moving, you know, or if they meet a friend or whatever, and that friend ended up being fake, they'll just move on with their life. But me, I have a different problem. My problem is that I know the capabilities of people. Like, I know when I'm for you, I'm for you forever. I'll help you hide a dead body if if I need to. So, it's like, I don't understand when somebody's being fake when I've been keeping it so real. And the thing is, it's kind of like opposites attract. It's like, I feel like the reason it happened is because I'm, be, I'm so nice to people. And uh, what I mean by opposite, opposite attract is like, in order for it to work, somebody has to be an asshole. See, that's that's the thing that fucks my head up because why do one person have to be an asshole at all times? Why can't both people just be mutually good people? Like, there's always somebody that's trying to get the one up on the other or trying to alpha the other, like, trying to lead. Like, not everybody can lead. And when it comes to friend, you don't need a leader when it comes to friend. 
everybody can make decisions together. I feel like a lot of my falling out with people happens when they're trying to insult my intelligence as if I was supposed to take a back seat to their ideas at all times, you know, and they get mad or they get insulted when they find out that my intellect could, you know, my intellect matches theirs or higher than theirs. So they'll get mad. And, um... I don't understand that. I'm too good of a person to... I always, like... I shouldn't... Like, I just... When I first made the... Um... The the radio, my, my podcast... Um... It was just to be as a journal to myself. But now I kind of see myself drifting into more things. Like, I'm the YouTube channel and everything... I'm trying to build on that. So, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, it's hard for me to meet new people because everyone is so okay with people being fake. Like, we all have that one. We all, everybody has people in their life that they know is not 100, but they keep them around because they don't want to be alone. I don't know. And and me, I've never really had the problem. I've all I've always been okay with being alone. I've never liked it, but I've always been okay with it because I refuse to, you know, devalue my values. You know? I refuse to make my value less of a value because you don't see it as highly as I do. So that's the reason why. I feel like, you know, I take a back seat to a lot of people that I meet because in an effort to try and to not push them away, I ended up not being happy with myself because, yes, we all want friends, but why do we have to settle for friends? And that's the one thing that's been on my mind lately, man. And that's... Like I have people I hang out with, but it's not like I don't I don't have that one person where I can call and it's like three in the morning or four in the morning and be like, yo, hey, I need help to do this, I need help to do that. You know? So like if you'll catch me on a day to day basis, you'll catch me you'll catch me by myself. Like you'll catch me by myself most of the time. So, um, yeah. That shit, I mean, I'm not happy with it, but I'm okay with it. I'm not going to devalue myself to make other people happy, you feel me? And I'm cool with being by myself. I was born alone. I was born alone, and chances are I'm going to die alone, man. And honestly, yo, like... I don't even feel like this shit is for me anymore. Like, there's so like there's so many shit that I'm not understanding about this life that I don't feel like it's for me anymore. I was having a talk with my friend the other day. Well, not my friend. I was having a talk with a, a, a companion. Well, with somebody that I'm familiar with. And um, I was like, yo, I think I was just born at the wrong time. Because how... 
the things that I value, other people find that shit lame. Like, you know, like love. People won't give a fuck about love, friendship. People won't give a fuck about friendship, truth. People won't give a fuck about truth. I just, like, I'm a truthful person. I used to lie a lot back in the day, like back in Florida, like only because I felt like I had to because I don't think, I don't feel like I was understood, you know? I don't think there was the, I don't think people took the time to understand me. Like, I'm different from my family members. Like, the way that I am, I have a, I've, had the pleasure and curse of developing my own mind. Like, I didn't really have the, you know, that audience when I was growing up to help me understand life better. Everybody expected me to know better, but they was not willing willing to show an example. Like, my people didn't want me to go outside a lot, but they didn't want to put things in the house that would keep me in the house. Like, my auntie used to always tell me, oh, why don't you just pick up a book? That's not all there is to life. If there was, kids wouldn't have other things that they have to keep them grounded. You think just by telling a kid that pick up a book, they'll just, no, it doesn't work that way. You know it doesn't work that way because you was a kid at one point. But I guess people forget that shit. So um, those that's the talk that I wanted to have with y'all, man. I'm sorry I haven't been posting lately. I've been trying, I've been, you know figuring some shit out, and, um, yeah, man, y'all gonna hear from me soon, though, y'all gonna hear from me soon, I just wanted to get a little thought, little, just little ideas, thoughts on my mind, oh, by the way, Kodak's out, free Kodak, well, not free Kodak, that nigga is free, just stay your ass out of jail, Kodak, and hopefully I don't go in, I ain't trying to go to jail right now, man, but at the same time, I kind of feel like I need a boost. I need a, I need a reboot. I need to reboot my whole mind. I need to, and it's fucked up that I'm actually thinking about jail just to reboot my mind. Like that's that's how fucked up my my mind and everything have driven me. And well, I have driven myself too, like with the help of society, of course. Like this shit is sick, yo. My mind is fucking sick, and. I don't think, yo, this life ain't for me no more, man. I don't think I belong on this shit, on this earth no more. Like, what's the purpose? Like, what's the whole purpose? What's the whole purpose of it? Like, what's the whole purpose of it? I don't understand it. You get more love from strangers than you do from your own family. You know? And I've always felt like people, due to the fact that the way I treat people, I felt like, in their eyes, I'm dispensable, as in they can always get another me because I'll treat them so well, and I would hold on to my, I would not set my boundaries, like I would not let them know my boundaries up front. So therefore, like they feel like they can get away with a lot of things, and I distance myself from those people. And when I do distance myself from those people, they think that I'm stuck up. It's not that I'm stuck up; it's just certain things that I don't agree with, and that you continue doing it. And instead of punching in your face, I just decided to back out because, like I said, I'm not trying to go to jail. And as a black man in America, any little thing you do, they're trying to take your fucking head off. So, yeah, man. All this shit I'm talking to y'all right now, man. These, all that's all the shit I'm gonna ask God when I see him. I'm, I'm, I need to figure that shit out. Like, homie, what's going on? Like, what, what, what's, what's going on, man? Like, 
Homie know I'm a good dude, man. But hey, I guess all this shit is just a lesson. So a bigger story. You know? Just all this experience. Everything I, I go through, I guess, a stepping stone. So what's a wait for me in the future, I guess? Whatever it is, I'm just going to have to stick my chest out and face that shit like a man. But it was nice speaking to y'all, man. This is Peterson Moran reporting live from Daily Sound. This is today's August 20th. And, you know, everybody be safe. Get you some money. Live, love, laugh. Peace out. I love you all. Thank you.